0: side action podcast the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from a through z we'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll and here we go
1: Well, welcome to the side action episode 84 episode 15 of season three uh, my name is jim weglars aka wegs you can follow me at wegspool on twitter and instagram
0: and my name is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31sroberts.
1: Follow the podcast and Pod on Twitter. So what's going on, Action? Working too much, huh?
0: Yeah, busy, busy. Time of the year. I think this is probably the time to be working. We're all stuck inside in the pandemic, snow-filled world of the Midwest. Right, so absolutely. how about yourself? How are you doing?
1: Well, good. I closed the deal on Monday, Ooh. so unlike right. you, uh, I've had a little bit lighter work week. I still had a lot of work, but yeah, thank you. Appreciate the, <laughs> what is that, a truly or a, a white cloth?
0: I'm wrecking the oh. busy here.
1: Oh, all right. Nice work. I got the, uh, the water. Um, but yeah, so that happened on Monday. That's only been months of work, so that's awesome. Also had a final closing on another deal, which is awesome on my personal side, so pretty nice. good week for me. Uh, not as good in the books, but uh, you know, overall, not bad. Having Sophia back, my daughter, is great. Um, you know, she's got the college schedule. She's up at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, till three in, at night or three a.m. While I'm going to sleep, so it's kind of kind of interesting, but um, nice, it's good times.
0: Cool. Well, uh, hopefully, we can turn around our fortunes in the book a little bit. I think we had we dropped a game this week, well, a couple, but um yeah i think we can focus in here and get back to our winning ways
1: yeah we'll talk about it i mean in the top 50 i think we only um we only lost a half a game so i mean i'm looking at the money line like the cutting money cut line so cut line yeah the cut line is we went back a half game which is still a lot we're three games back uh with you know with three to play so we'll see how it goes um Well, let's jump into the episode, Uh, you know, COVID stuff. I I didn't recheck again today, Action, but there were some interesting developments in the COVID world this week. Uh, D.J. Moore was, you know, he missed the game last week for Carolina. Uh, He was still on there yesterday, at least when I checked on Tuesday. But this Denver situation is kind of (laughs) hilarious. You know, they've got the kicker, he's out, uh, you know, and then you've got down in, I guess it's Tampa that has everybody in the position group. They've got the long snapper. Ryan Suckup, the kicker, the punter, Bradley and they're all in the, the protocol. Uh, I know Ruggs is going to miss the game tonight, which yeah. is critical. And then, you know, Gaskin, Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin missed the game on Saturday, Sunday because, uh, you know, basically he missed out. He just comes back from the IR and now he's on the COVID list.
0: Yeah, it's going around. I think some folks in our nation are getting the vaccine but I did read yep. that NFL players are not going to jump the line so <laughs> something that we're going to have to consider probably throughout the rest of the season and even into the playoffs it would be really yeah. devastating if a, a major player got an injury going into a huge playoff game or championship or even the Super Bowl
1: yeah for covid that would be huge i mean it is interesting you know i mean i guess if they have that buy there's only you know two teams that get the buy this time so they can't really afford it in any mm-hmm. stretch and I was. I did my article on Wegg's pool launched it this more last night. You can read it now. You know, I was kind of analyzing the playoff situation. It's actually pretty set. I mean, there's a couple things that'll move in terms of seating, but a lot of the top teams are in. But, but, but I mean, that seating could really flip around if some things change. You know, if you lose a key player. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Do
0: you think that well, teams are really going to be focused on seating this year, though, given that there's no home field advantage?
1: That's a fair question. Um, I think maybe because of matchups. I mean, you look at certain matchups. I mean, for example, I'm actually penciling in that it's going to be potentially a rematch of the Titans versus the Browns. Where the Browns got, you know, they crushed them. Do the Titans want to avoid that game or do they want to pick it up? I mean, they might have, they have a ability to control it because it's them or Indy fighting for yeah. the AFC South, you know? Not that they're going to potentially lose, but. They're not going to go all in. Um, whereas, like for example, like you said, the the Packers are kind of they still have to keep winning, but they're the clear number one right now because they own the tiebreak over the Saints. Um, but yeah, after that one line in the Kansas City, they they went if they went at the Saints, they basically have it locked up essentially, right? So mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. I think maybe I mean some of those bottom teams it could make make a difference, but I guess it's just the matchups. Who knows?
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to start handicapping. Uh, teams motivation now the last three weeks of the season you have teams that really don't have much to play for both on the top and the bottom of the week
1: yeah we'll talk about the matchups later there's some a lot of one-sided matchups this week so we'll have to sort through that well the week 14 recap you know just kind of by the numbers uh home teams you know they had a big week the week before kind of bounced back the other way it's just nine and seven for the road teams this week uh, but the favorites is kind of a unique situation where the the home teams weren't the weren't mostly the favorites, but the uh, you know the road teams were, and they ten road or ten favorites came in this week action against six dogs, and again another kind of weird correlation which is usually opposite um, the favorites you know the unders came in big eleven and five this week, which isn't that usually a correlation with the underdogs winning.
0: Yeah, typically you'd see uh, lower scoring games trend more positively for the underdogs. So that is kind of an interesting flip where you see that the unders were better, but the favorites recovering, I guess, that has to do with some defensive
1: performances, most likely. Right. And definitely, you know, the, for the whole season we've been talking, it's the year of the underdog, but numbers like this, 10 and 6, so this keeps going for the trend forward, then... They'll make up the ground. We'll kind of pull the even for the season. So we got to keep that in mind in our, you know, in our picks. Mm-hmm. So for the positives this week, uh, I, I just had generally the Browns Ravens game. I mean that was uh, a incredible game. It kind of turned out to be like a Big Twelve shootout uh, for the, you know, for college. And I originally you know, we were on obviously the Ravens in that game minus one. We felt pretty good about it. May they made a sweat did they, action.
0: Yeah, that game was epic. Turned out to be the game of the season. Probably one of the best games in the last several years. Reminded me a lot mm. of that Chiefs and Rams game from two years ago now, I think it was. Sure. And uh, I think it was also played on a Monday night, in fact.
1: Yeah, but, it was. It was, our first, it was our first live event.
0: Yeah, that's right. The West End, The Lamar Jackson saga, going to the locker room and everyone on gambling Twitter thought that he was on the John dropping a deuce, and then he came back to throw the touchdown pass, which put the Ravens back in front. It was just extremely high drama.
1: It was awesome. So wh- why did he go to the locker room? Is you that know, why he went? The
0: The real story – I mean, the, the reported story is that he had cramps. So, Oh. Uh, but there's a lot of speculation around the media as to whether or not that was actually true just given the timeline of the, right. of the, the miss and then him coming back and playing well down the stretch. So –
1: Yeah. At that stage of the game I was I was following it on my phone. Uh I wasn't watching the game at the moment or watching something else and I'm like, McSorley's in the game? Mm -hmm. I'm like, What? Yeah. So I had to check it out. And then all of a sudden he comes in on fourth down, makes the big play. But but the Browns still scored again. So it took a fifty five yarder for, you know, Tucker to to make it. But The craziest part is a lot of people had three and a half. Was that the closing line, three and a half?
0: The line flipped to Cleveland plus three and a half right before kickoff. And I can almost guarantee you pretty much every sharp better in the world that laid one with the Ravens took a little three and a half right before kickoff. And I think you're heading there. That safety at the end just was incredible. Another dramatic moment in the game, which crushed the hearts of all Browns betters.
1: Yeah, kind of reminiscent of the Chargers uh, earlier in the year when they were doing that craziness, which I don't know what happened, but safeties happen. They do happen in the game. Uh, Another positive I had was, man, our Washington football team, Action. We were on them early in the season. We backed off a little bit. Now we're all in again, and they made it happen again, man. This team is playing really great defense. We know that Nick Mullins was the handicap here. He turned the ball over quite a bit, but Chase Young – Big boy, ran that thing down the the sideline for a touchdown, and when that happened, I knew they were going to win, even though the Niners were kind of threatening late to come back. But, you know, Dwayne Haskins obviously uh, got in that game and made me sweat a little bit with Alex Smith going out, but it wasn't enough for 49ers to come back. And that defense scored two defensive touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I think so. That Washington football team, you tried to get me there, and I just couldn't get around (laughs) with you. Unfortunately, it would have been a nice pick for our card. But... Alex Smith injury could loom large for this football team. And I don't think that even with the lackluster play of Smith, they're going to be the same team with Haskins under center.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, And I guess we'll talk about that in the injuries. That is a big injury because they really can win this division uh, if they just basically win. I think they win two games, if not, maybe even one game they can win the division. But, yeah, they got a tough one this week. Last one is your guy, my guy, and my fantasy team, but your guy for your team, Jonathan Taylor. Feed this guy the rock. We talked about that last week a little bit. He played the bad Raiders defense and he lit them up. I mean, he had some a big run in the game, but he, you know, 200, you know, 22 touches for 165 total yards, two touchdowns. They dominated the Raiders, 44 to 27. That was one of our good picks in the contest. I really like when they're giving him the ball. I know that you were a little worried they're giving him the ball too much to wear him out, yeah. but. At least it's late in the season.
0: Yeah, I uh, I feel like that we should slow his role a little bit. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not sure that uh, seeding is going to matter in this playoff season. And I think that the Colts are starting to emerge as a real contender in the AFC. When you look at a football team that can run like they do and uh, limit Phillip Rivers having to drop back and pass along with that defense, I think that they can play with some of the big boys.
1: Well, I, you know, I know you didn't read my article. I know you're my, usually my first reader. Uh, but one of the things that I brought up about the Colts are they probably top to bottom are the most balanced team in the index. You know, they're right in the top five. The reason is they're basically in the top 10 in almost every category. I mean, they're in the, the only one that they're a little bit higher is, is points against, but they're 12th, still good. Um, you know, they're a top five offense scoring wise. They're a top five. They're top six. You know, yards against they're they're right up there with, you know, turnover differential. They're second. So you're right. They're 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 a balanced team and, and if they can keep the ball out of Rivers hands, mm-hmm. they're gonna be in every game and they could they could definitely win make some noise in the playoffs. Any uh any positives from you or just kinda go down the list. You've been a busy guy this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I just wanted to touch <laughs> on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts a little bit. I think oh, that yeah. he was a positive for me. It, it's clear that Doug Peterson waited way too long to make that change. Uh, right. Hertz gives them another dynamic, and although he didn't throw for a ton of yards, I think 167 pass yards, he sure. gives them that ability to run and really focuses that offense on the ground game, which is what they need.
1: Right, right, absolutely, and and he gave them enough offense to win. I I'll just go right to my negatives. The Saints were the negative in that one, not the defense, because even though they— let Hurts do stuff. It really was the offense. And, you know, obviously, I don't know if Breeze is going to play. I heard he's taking first-team reps, so there's a chance he'll play this week against the uh, Chiefs. But listen to these drives in the first half against the Eagles defense, which isn't bad. They're they're decent defense. Three plays, zero yards, a punt, opening opening drive. Ooh, eight plays, 36 yards, missed field goal. Five plays, 17 yards, punt. Three plays, 19 yards, interception. Six plays, 21 yards, punt. Three plays, zero yards punt. That's a total for 93 yards, four punts, interception, and a missed field goal in the first half. You're not going to do that in the playoffs and win a game. Mm-hmm. And I know the Eagles are, are decent defensively, but they were down 17 nothing. They made a push late, but I'm wondering, obviously, if, if Breeze doesn't play, are they better with Winston back there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you and I traded a text. First, it's clear that the Saints just didn't show up at the beginning of this game. I don't know if they were overlooking the Eagles or what the issue was, but that scoreline at halftime really kind of necessitated the potential for Jameis Winston to come in there because Taysom Hill just can't throw the ball down the field. Right. And it's not that Drew Brees is throwing it down the field, but he really gives them a little bit more of a passing game. And, um, I, I kind of expect that Brees will play this week. I know we could talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about it later, but, uh, I think it's time for uh, the Taysom Hill experiment to go by the wayside.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he did his job. He kept them afloat and they did fine. But um, in the end, it's it's Breeze's team and they're not going to win the Super Bowl with Taysom Hill. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I had was just kind of a, an homage to our favorite team this year. But the Falcons impersonated the Chargers. Uh, they I was on them in full disclosure. I know you were on the chargers you know, we talked about in the pod last week, but I was on the Falcons, and I felt pretty good because that game went from Falcons minus two to I think I got two and a half and they were getting two and a half on the road with the chargers, and they were basically covering the whole damn game and and then somehow you know late in that game, uh two picks by Matt ryan, they had two chances to go up in that game It was the game was tied seventeen all most of the fourth quarter and then they had two chances to go up and get field goals and field goal range twice, and Matt Ryan throws two picks, killer, and then you know the Chargers kick a game winning field goal to actually cover a game for the first time in since some, sometime in October.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean the Chargers really kind of had just held their own in that game. You know, mm-hmm. they the defense played well and they kept Matt Ryan and company down on offense. So I think that was the major difference last week as you saw an actual good performance out of the defense.
1: Exactly. Uh, last thing that I have to mention, and obviously I, I took action down with me on the prim- primrose path with this pick, the Steelers. Uh, you know, The Steelers actually played okay in the first half, good enough to be on top, except you know, obviously Ben threw that pick late in the first half that really flipped the game. But more importantly, and we had talked about this on the podcast and actually off the pod when we made the selection, the Steelers just aren't running the football, and they're doing this quick passing game with Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think he's as accurate as um, like a Brady would be in that type of format. And more importantly, these receivers can't catch the football. They're dropping it left and right. I hate this offense. They're down to 23rd in yards per game. And that's from early in the season that's carrying them. They're probably in the last few weeks closer to 28th. And, you know, until the top – they're a top five team, but – how are they going to beat the the bills or the chiefs with this offense it's inexplicable and now they ended up losing the game outright uh 26 to 15 the bills earned every minute of that game and uh, they just not only drop out of the one seed but you know i think they're going to take a tumble further down uh, as this season goes on
0: yeah it's uh it's really too bad because i was really hoping to get the steelers in a favorable matchup in the playoffs laying a big number and just going mm-hmm. against them but it looks like that opportunity might go by the wayside a little bit i mean this offense is made to look worse when you consider that they were facing off against the bills defense which has been very poor this season very middling defense both against the pass Mm -hmm. and the run and looking at the box score 17 rushes for 47 yards by the steelers in that game just won't get it done
1: it's not going to get it done no way Okay, there's a slew of injuries. I know I put way too many on here, but um, let's cover a few important ones, I suppose, that may impact lines. Uh, let's see. Let's jump to. I mean, I guess Buffalo. They're playing a crappy opponent, but and they got Tremaine Edmonds, who's questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, is Brandon Allen? Is he? He's. Is he gonna play? Is he? He's got it questionable for Cincinnati, and you just highlighted I that. Have, but
0: I think signs are pointing to uh, Brandon Allen being out this week, and we're looking at Ryan Finley at quarterback.
1: In Dallas, they lose another offensive lineman in Lyle Collins with a hip. He's on IR. That I mean, that team has had their issues this year. Uh, one of the ones I was kind of noting is on defense for Green Bay. You had Zadarius Smith and Rashan Gary, Kevin King and Traymond Williams all on in the injury report. So I, you know, even though that they're heavily favored in their matchup, that's just something to consider. Um, and then your guy LeRaven Clark for Indy is out for the year with an Achilles offensive tackle. Do you think that hurts their run game?
0: Yeah, a little bit. But um, you know, the the run the heavy run is really on that left hand side, I think, yeah. um, with Costanzo and company, and they even moved Quentin Nelson over to play left tackle this week a little bit. So where wherever Nelson is is where the run game is going.
1: I got you. Last two, uh Debo Samuels for San Francisco, he was out last week. He's out this week again, which impacts that offense quite a bit as we've talked about And then Washington, you know, obviously Alex Smith, he's questionable with this calf. I don't really trust Haskins. I do like the Redskins. I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington football team quite a bit. But um, without Alex Smith, I I don't have as much faith, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another couple injuries that are smaller names. But when you look at the Eagles secondary, I think they picked up two or three injuries on Sunday against the Saints. And you're looking at a cluster issue there
1: for the Philly backfield. Right. You've uh, noted that the Jags are going back to Minshew.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minshew, the stash magic, Minshew magic, whatever you want to call him, is right. sliding back in for Mike Glennon this week. And I think it has to be quite, a, not quite an upgrade, but definitely an upgrade when you're talking about going back to Minshew over Mike Glennon. Sure.
1: Hey, he's always fun. He's got the headband. I don't know if they really want to win games, but he's got something. It's
0: about valid point. <laughs>
1: Let's roll into the previews. Obviously, we've got the game going on right now as we speak, the Chargers-Vegas. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk too much about it. I, you, I think you were on the Chargers, and that went plus three and a half. Is that right?
0: No, I, I stayed away from the Chargers. I what? think After our little text this afternoon, I decided that I couldn't get there, but I do have a small play on the over tonight.
1: Yeah, probably a good idea. I know Keenan Allen's out in that game, so, you know, he's their top receiver, but – Good. Way to go. Now, this is something strategically we'll have to talk about. Saturday has two games. Now, we could get the picks in, I guess, before this game. Is this 4.30 Eastern? Is that what you're listing here? Okay. So there's there's two games on the Saturday card. First, Buffalo-Denver. Buffalo opened up as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 48-point total. They're all the way up to six in the contest, 49-and-a-half-point total. Again, that's 4.30 Eastern. We'd have to get in our picks prior to that, all five of our picks. Um, do you have a lean in this one, or are you interested in a contest selection here?
0: Yeah, I, I'm interested in the Denver Broncos at this number. I think this is a really tough scheduling spot for the Bills. Mm-hmm. They've come off a huge AFC game against another foe for the top seeding in the AFC, and that was on Monday night, remember?
1: Right, so, so it's real now, short. Yeah.
0: Now they're traveling across the country to Denver, and an even shorter week having to play on a Saturday afternoon. For, against an opponent that is not really uh, one that they would seem to be formidable so yeah. and uh, I think the way that Denver played last week was impressive certainly shocked me and I know that you felt the same way about the Broncos so I would yeah. I would have a lean to Denver how do you feel
1: yeah I mean I guess we, we misspoke it's Sunday night but they played Sunday night but they oh, the bottom line is they flexed that game up because originally I think it was supposed to be a three o'clock game or maybe even a noon game and they flexed it up. So it is shorter for, for Buffalo, for sure. I do think from a scheduling spot, you're totally right. A hundred percent. Um, and Denver, you're right. Played really well at Carolina. They got the win outright, um, which, which hurt us. Did we pick that in the contest?
0: No, we didn't play that game.
1: Okay. I definitely, I definitely was on Carolina some in, in something. So, you know, <laughs> dope. But, um, Ah, It's tough, man. I think the number's pretty good. Six is good. It might be a maybe. We could put a yellow on this one. I'm not 100% against Buffalo here. I think Buffalo's incentive here is that they can jump the Steelers for the two seed. Like you said, it's not a buy, but Mm -hmm. maybe they can shape up and play a lesser team. I mean, when I say lesser, you know, maybe they play the Ravens versus, you know, the Colts or Titans. I'm not really sure. So, um but, no, the Buffalo can definitely get into the two seed.
0: Okay. Let's see. yeah, we'll have to monitor the COVID situation, obviously, on the Broncos side if there's a number okay. of players in tracing already. so
1: it's, Especially their special teams unit. Right. Um, the second game is, Saturday night is uh, Carolina going to Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay opened up as a nine-point favorite, 51-point total at home. Uh, they're eight-and-a-half points now, 51-and-a-half uh, point total at Circa. I mean, I do like Green Bay here. I'm not saying we go all in. We we obviously, they failed us last week. Uh, Thanks, Green Bay, for nothing. Uh, But it was really just that defense, man. They could not, they had that game covered like three times, and then they couldn't keep Detroit from getting that back door. So I don't know, this eight and a half is a little scary, but I don't know if this Carolina team is that great. Um, But to your point, Steady Teddy always covers numbers, except when he's a favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Carolina Panthers back in their familiar underdog role in this game. And uh, I think that just looking at the point spread analysis here back throughout the the season, I think you're looking at them covering a lot of underdog uh, point spreads. And um, last week was just kind of an aberration. I know you and I both liked Carolina, and I admit I didn't watch much of the game, but didn't seem like they could do anything on offense against the Broncos do
1: right, you think that right.
0: the the offense took a step back and the, the bye
1: you know I don't know how you do that especially because mm-hmm. Bridgewater returned uh, and he they maybe played the game before I don't know maybe it was they thought McCaffrey was going to play I don't really know that team's been strange this year they they started off kind of slow then they, they caught fire in the middle where they were playing really well and then they've kind of cratered so it's not a team I really want to back in Carolina, so to me it would be Packers or Pass, and I think I'm saying Pass.
0: Okay, I'm on board.
1: All right, so the next one is the Sunday Slate. Um, we've got uh, Detroit. This is an interesting team. <laughs> Detroit is going to Tennessee now. Uh, you've got no opener there, and but they're 11-point dogs in the, in the contest. Uh, I'm actually showing a total at least at uh, – at Rivers, I can give you that. That's pretty high. It's 51 and a half. Now, I do think the Titans roll in this one. It's a big number, though, um, even though it's at home. The Titans did play great last week against the Jags. You know, we kind of discussed that a little bit. Um, do like the Titans quite a bit, just kind of prospects going forward. But 11 points seems like a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this number was off the board for a majority of the Mm -hmm. week and still off at some places due to Matt Stafford again. He's got that thumb injury that I believe is putting him on the questionable side of the injury report. And uh, I don't know that I would have any interest in backing the Lions if Chase Daniel was going to be the quarterback. So it's something we'll have to monitor. But on the flip side, I think when you're looking at the Tennessee offense – this is the time of the year where they really start to feed Henry. They do. Last week, he ran all over the Jaguars. Granted, it was the Jaguars. I would be curious <laughs> to see how he might fare against this Lions rush defense.
1: Yeah, Detroit's rush defense is pretty bad, but you didn't see the Packers take advantage of it. It was all through the air. Um, but, no, I mean, the Titans can certainly cover this number. Just as a contest pick, I mean, it's a bit of a sweat. I mean, they, they should win, uh, and I, I agree. I mean, Henry had two fifteen last week. I mean, he's he's gonna lead the league in rushing again. Uh, good for him, two years in a row. So, but we'll see. Uh, the next game is San Francisco going to Dallas. Dallas open as a one point favorite at home, forty five and a half point total. It's up to you're showing San Francisco is the favorite now. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. The Niners are a three point favorite on the road. Um, you know, a forty five point total. You know, I guess my reaction just told you all the story. I, I don't think that it's a bad line. I just I don't really see how San Francisco's, you know, being favored on the road right now. They I mean they, they obviously played two quote unquote neutral site games and obviously lost both of those games. But um I don't know. I mean Dallas obviously rolled Cincinnati who stinks, but they're not a terrible offensive team. This forty five is, you know, pretty low. What do you think about this
0: game? Yeah, I'm not really sure that opening number is accurate. I don't know what you have in your record-keeping, but I've got another right. odds board here in front of me that shows Niners minus 2.5. Yeah, and that's I, what I have, yeah. I, honestly, I was looking at some look-aheads on Saturday or Sunday of last week, and this number got as high as like 3.5 or 4 for the mm-hmm. Niners. So. Mm-hmm. Odds makers had every expectation that San Francisco was going to perform better than they did last week against Washington. They and did. That, that did not come to fruition. So um, I would agree. I think that in this spot, you have to look at Dallas or pass. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? I understand that Ezekiel Elliott had a little bit of a knock last week, and he was even questionable to play up until game time.
1: Yeah, and he's he, got a calf issue as well, um, from what I heard on the radio. I, but I don't know if that matters. I like I like to back backup, right? I like Pollard. Mm. Pollard is that his name? Yeah, yeah he's Tommy pretty Pollard. quick. And he's really good. And it's more the offensive line injuries that have hurt them, from what I can see. And I know that this sounds crazy after we saw them play terrible against the Ravens. But the Dallas defense hasn't played that bad in other games. You know, they've played probably the last five games. They've played decent. They've kept it close. And if they can get any kind of pass rush on Mullins, he's garbage. I mean... Mm-hmm. And without Debo, I mean, it is a low-scoring game, I guess, if you look at it that way. But I'm not saying let's go all in on Dallas, but if we're struggling, I guess we could put it as a yellow. I don't know.
0: Do you think there's any consideration of the 49ers making a quarterback change?
1: So they go to Beathard?
0: Yeah, C.J. Beathard would be the other option.
1: I think he's better. I mean, I, and we've talked about this in the past. I Beathard seems to be a winner. I'm not saying Mullins isn't a winner. I know that he had pedigree coming in from, I think he's from southern Mississippi or something like that. I think he broke all of Brett Favre's records. Mm -hmm. But Beathard just kind of gets it done. I mean, he's not like a great player, but he'll run the ball, throw, chuck it around. I'm not sure why they stick with Mullins, to be honest with you. And I just don't know. I mean, I guess they can't keep the running backs healthy, but it doesn't seem like they're running the ball as effectively as they have been in the past. But I don't know. Maybe it's a game we just kind of. Yeah, I think it's a hunt. How about this one? You've got uh, the Bears. They got their big win last week against Houston. uh, 47-point total, four-and-a-half-point dogs on the road at Minnesota. In the contest, it's all the way down to three at that 47-point total. And these teams, again, are pretty even. Uh, They're pretty even in the index. And the Bears, gosh, you know, who's going to show up? They played against a bad Houston team and destroyed them. This is the Bears team that I expected a lot of the season. Mitch looked pretty good. Vikings defense isn't that good either. But um, I don't know, Akeem Hicks can maybe slow down Cook. Maybe three points. I'd love to I would have loved to see three and a half action. Love to yeah. see that hook. Um but I don't know. What do you think?
0: The first two times the first time these two teams played, we both took the approach that Chicago has always had the Vikings mm-hmm. number. Yeah. But if you recall, and I'm sure you do, that Minnesota got off the schneid last time around. And I wonder if that may have ch- turned the tide a little bit in this matchup because sure. um, I think that now Kirk Cousins has that Chicago Bears win b- under his belt. And I'm <laughs> I'm wondering if they actually uh, will come out here and fare better against the Bears this time. I
1: don't right. you
0: know. Uh, the Vikings did not play very well last week, certainly not in the kicking game. But they probably deserved to cover that game against Tampa. And I wonder to myself if they had covered it, which they probably should have, if this number might be a little bit higher,
1: as you mentioned. Did they get rid of Dan Bailey yet? Because he I missed, don't know. what,
0: three, three, three field goals in that game? I think it was 10 points he left on the field. I don't recall the exact <laughs> combination, though.
1: Yeah, I think it was three field goals and an extra point. Well, you might be right. I mean, here's the thing. This is an elimination game from the playoffs. Both of them are not in necessarily. Arizona has that seventh seed right now. If Minnesota wins out, then they have a shot. They need some help. It's a must win. Uh, so I hear what you're saying. I just – um and actually, usually the Bears lose in Minnesota. It's usually like Minnesota beats the Bears at home. The Bears usually beat Minnesota at home. But obviously that could be inverted this year. Um I just don't know what Bears team's going to show up, dude. I mean, like, Mitch played an excellent game last week. Now it's Houston. They stink. But is Minnesota that much better on the back end? Not really. Um, And, I mean, Akeem Hicks, if you remember when they played last time, when Akeem Hicks left the game, all of a sudden Minnesota started moving the ball. So he's back. He's back in the fold. So it's. I think the numbers – accurate they did a really hell of a job handy like putting this number to, to the the game so it just makes you choose a side i'm not sure i'm willing to to do one right now but maybe we'll have to, to look at it i mean we've got to choose some games at some point in this card action yeah yeah
0: let's let's keep moving
1: all right tampa against atlanta tampa's going on the road this time three and a half point favorite on the opener 51 and a half point total they're all the way up to five and a half points on the road 50 point total the Falcons laid an egg last week for me, literally, but I still somehow am backing this team. They're like my Chargers. Like the Falcons are my Chargers to you or your Jets. Five and a half seems like a big number. I don't know. I mean, are you all on TB12 now? He's he's back. They got the nice buy and they played really well against Minnesota. Or I mean, this is a road, a pretty big number for a road divisional game.
0: Yeah, it sure is. And to answer you, not I don't think so. No, I was on Minnesota last week against Tampa. They should have covered, Mm -hmm. and I think that I could probably get behind Atlanta again this week. The home road dog at the division is certainly a big angle in this game, and it's also a bounce back spot for the Falcons too after the lackluster performance. Right. If you remember early in the season, there was money coming in on Atlanta every week. So yep. it's certainly a team that the sharps have liked to back this season, and uh, I don't think their profile has changed much, after, even after no, the game. No, I don't game. think
1: so either. I mean, they, they lose the game 20 to 17, they, and that's a high flying offense in the in the Chargers theoretically. I kind of see the same thing here as long as you know Atlanta's still healthy. Granted, this is probably a line that reflecting Julio Jones not playing. If he plays, it definitely helps us a lot. So I would be on the Atlanta side even at you know without Julio. So let's let's put this one at least in yellow if not green here, buddy.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely the Julio Jones watches on every week, so
1: doesn't want to be any different. Those, those fantasy players across America, you know, wringing their hands. Uh, the next game is you know your team's in action at home against Houston. Uh, Indy's a seven-point favorite on the opener at home, fifty-two and a half point total, all the way up to the hook seven and a half at home and then 51 point total i was all over indy when it was at the six and a half seven which was the opener that i saw i don't love the hook but i could still back them i mean they're gonna run all over this team houston has nobody left it's just the divisional angle that only scares me i had that angle last week with deshaun watson against the bears but uh man they just have nobody to throw to anymore
0: yeah, and their defense is pitiful, too. I mean, yes. <laughs> Maserati Mitch threw all over them last week. So That's right. I think that Indianapolis is a play here. I agree 7.5 makes it tough, but that might only serve to just diminish the number of entrants that pick the Colts and, and give us a little
1: bit more of a contrarian all pick. Right. All right, let's do it. Let's put it in green. We are both okay. on the Colts. <laughs> Keep backing the Colts. I mean, they've been pretty good to us this year.
0: Yeah, and I you know, Deshaun Watson was out for a couple of plays towards the end of last week. So, even if he does practice all week, which I haven't read the reports, there's certainly no guarantee he's going to be 100%.
1: Right. Agreed. Uh and then and then who's his backup? Um TJ Yates or something or Oh boy. I don't <laughs> know. I think they said it in the game on on Sunday. I, I think it is, but they they got nobody down there. So, that's the bottom line. Um Whoever they it was came it came in for a play, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, so then we got Seattle against Washington. Uh, Seattle Open is a five-point uh, favorite on the road, 44-point total. They're up to five-and-a-half in the contest, 44-and-a-half point total. Obviously, this is an Alex Smith watch situation. I'm all over the Washington again if it's five-and-a-half with Alex Smith. I don't know if I could do that with, you know, Dwayne Haskins.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that. In fact, if Dwayne Haskins plays, I would like Seattle without a doubt. Yeah. I think okay. so. Uh even even a road game here, I think this is going to be a big spot for the Seattle Seahawks. You saw them get back into form a little bit against the granted the Jets team, but right. um without Alex Smith, I have very little hope for the football
1: team in this matchup. Right. Are you uh are you off the Jets yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! It's just in, just before Christmas. All right, here's another one. New England against Miami. Uh, New England open as a three point favorite at home, 44 point total. They're down to one and a half point favorite in the contest, 41 and a half point total. Tell me why Miami's not going to win this football game. This is a really interesting line. It's, it's what what action, if, for people who listen to us all the time, action calls is a fishy line um Miami always beats them in New England I mean sorry in in Miami even when they're not so good now they're clearly the favorite to me one and a half is a nice line for a home for a home favorite is this the Belichick special and I mean Tua hasn't done anything anyway except last week late when they were losing a lot but um would you eat Miami talk me off Miami
0: Yeah, I'll try. This is a really fascinating (laughs) matchup. Obviously, you have the protege, Brian Flores, going up against his head coach, Bill Belichick. But I think think it's more so Belichick versus Tua in this matchup. Uh I think that Belichick and the the younger Belichick are going to have some defensive tricks up their sleeves. We already saw them go in and just... Manhandle Justin Herbert and the rookie quarterback in that game. And True. I think that they're going to have an equal advantage against the rookie here.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and Miami doesn't really have much of a run game to speak of. So I don't know okay. that they're going to be able to rely on that. And I think that uh, given the low total, I-, I would lean to the Patriots.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So now, one of the things I did in my write up today. You know, the, the Dolphins are in the playoffs right now, but they're actually in jeopardy. I think they will slip out, actually, mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. Ravens' schedule is so favorable. Um, but it is it is a little bit of smoke and mirrors with this defense. We might have talked about this before. They're really good at points against. I think they're like no, seven or eight or something like that. Um, actually, let me look it up since we're... You know, live t- live live taping here. Yeah. So here we go. They are – no, they're second in points against, which is baffling because they're 18th in yards against, which, you know, that, that metric usually should be lined up. It's because they're, they're number two in a turnover differential. They're plus 10. I mean, this team – even the Chiefs, they got three picks on Patrick Mahomes, who never turns the ball over. So Cam can be prone to turnovers. I mean, obviously they'll try to keep the ball on the ground – I always ask you, because you have deeper metrics, what's Miami's you know, rush defense like? 23rd.
0: Okay. There I, th- I think there's going to be a little bit of an advantage there for the Patriots in the run game. Okay. And I think the other key factor in a handicap is the return of Julian Edelman. He's coming okay. back this week off of the knee injury, and I believe that he's going to inject some life into this offense. Okay.
1: So, okay. I- so you're explaining the uh, depressed line here. So – Okay. okay well let's let's discuss it further i i you know okay. in the past i'm all over belichick i think he's the best coach ever i I'm, i i'm not saying that because i like the patriots i just think that he is he just is and he's been able to do it sometimes they don't look so good sometimes they look great um but you know i see your point i get it so let's revisit it on saturday
0: yeah, and I mean you've seen lately—not early in the season when they went through that skid—but mm-hmm. the last three times they failed to cover, they've come back and covered uh, the very next week. So okay.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, a team that has shown some bounce back this week, at least against the number.
1: Right. Well, that's the whole Belichick thing, right? He, he never—he always—he always usually wins the game out right after a loss. Not this year, but in, in years mm-hmm. past okay so you've got the next one jacksonville going to baltimore uh 46 and a half point total on the opener 14 point favorite in baltimore being the home team it's down to 12 and a half maybe that's favorable uh 47 and a half point total i mean Minshew mania is that going to help your cause here i mean baltimore is going to win this game i just don't know how, by how many points i mean they're going to they're going to rock the house they're going to win this game they they're, they're all, all signs point to them winning out, actually, and making the playoffs here. I don't see them stumbling in this one, but 12.5 seems like a big contest pick.
0: Yeah, um, it, uh, it does on the surface, and the thing that really gives me pause on the Baltimore side is, again, the schedule. They have been you know, rocked by COVID and mm-hmm. game movements around, similar to the Pittsburgh discussion from last week. Yep. And now they're playing their fourth game in what I think is 18 days, which right. uh, is is a pretty condensed schedule. And I, I don't expect it's going to catch up with them. Certainly they have some players that have been in and out of the lineup. You saw some players return this past week on Monday night. But right. the one thing that I keep going back to is just looking at the defensive metrics and the Jacksonville Jaguars is the bottom in almost all categories
1: and i think that baltimore
0: is going to run all over them so
1: yeah they they could cover this by halftime and then rocking chair you know one of those situations so certainly but um yeah but you but you're not back in baltimore here
0: i would consider baltimore i would if we could get on the same page there i mean historically they have really destroy the lowly opponents in the nfl they don't they <laughs> yeah. seem to take it easy i think that's just the harbaugh way
1: yeah yeah that's good that's good okay well it's you know maybe a yellow there um okay. this one's another one of these one-sided affairs the jets your jets they're they're crying right now somewhere sam darnold is crying in his in his milk uh because action has given up on him but uh, the Jets are going to the Rams. Uh, the op- Rams open as a 16 and a half point favorite at home, 44 and a half point total. In the contest, it's 18. This <laughs> is like the Dolphins last year, 43 and a half point total. I mean, clearly the, the Rams are going to beat them. 18 points. Dang, I can't do it. I can't. I definitely can't back the Jets.
0: Yeah, no, I have no interest in touching the Jets with the 10 foot pole.
1: Yeah, last and week I agree. was hilarious. It was like, didn't they score the first three points and then they got outscored 46-3 to 3 or something like that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am trying to come around on these big favorites this year, Weggs, but I'm not sure that I could do 18 either. 17 you might have been able to talk to me
1: about. <laughs> Can I get you at 16 and a half? Uh, all right, let's go to another game. This this is an intriguing game. So Philly is going to Arizona. Uh, Arizona's been on the road for a couple of weeks, as San Francisco has been in their home. And uh, Arizona opened as a five and a half point favorite at home against Philly. Forty-seven and a half point total on the opener. They're up to six and a half in the contest. Forty-nine and a half point total. Wow. Um, originally, when the number was lower, I was definitely on Arizona. I'll fully admit admitting that I don't love that team. But we talked. Actually, we were texting as as the Giants were getting rocked um, that. that Obviously, Kyler Murray's healthy again, right? He looks yep. pretty good. And if the Philly defense, who played great against Taysom and the gang, they're just a little bit more weapons in Arizona. And especially if Kyler's running around, it's a little tougher to, to track him. It's just the defense. Are they going to slow down the mighty Hurts train? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, that to me, that's the question in this game because we mentioned earlier the secondary injuries for the Eagles, I think, right. is going to put them in a real bad spot this weekend. And if that was the only variable, I think I would still look to Arizona at six and a half. Right. But the question to me is, how are the Arizona Cardinals defense going to match up against the hertz led running game? Right. And um, Arizona has been playing a bit, a bit better defensively lately. They're up to ninth ranked across the board, but 15th against the Rush. So I'm not sure what you've feel about that matchup on that side of the ball do your numbers indicate that arizona may be lined up for success on defense
1: uh probably not i just think it's a shootout situation can they keep up now one thing that i will say that is again what's baffling about peterson and this this offense offensive minding over there is that they had wince and they never run the ball and then they put hurts in and then they're running the ball all the time and I mean, Miles Sanders has been good all year, and he was great against the Saints' really, really good defense. So that's my biggest fear is not just Hurts. It's just they're going to feed Sanders, and he's going to have another hell of a game against this kind of piss-poor Arizona defense. I kind of see this as a back-and-forth affair. Again, if it was like under the six, I'd feel a lot better because I do think it's going to come down to who has the ball last more or less. Not It may not be like in the 50s, you know, 49.5 points, fine, but I mean – it could be like in the 20s, you know, 27, 24, something like that. So I don't know if I'd have the stomach to ride the Eagles here, but I can't back to Arizona at the six and a half like I originally had him at five and a half.
0: Yeah, I think that makes it tough. I agree. We could dig into it a little bit more because the other thing on the other side is Kyler Murray was interested in running last week, and I think yeah. he went, flew over his yardage prop total. So that certainly brings another dynamic to the Cardinals offense.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is that it's it's a long shot, but and I wrote it in the article, if Smith Alex Smith doesn't come back for Washington, and Philly can somehow ro- run the table, I mean they have a shot to win the friggin' division still, mm-hmm. I and mean, this mm-hmm. team is garbage, but that that tie gives them a leg up, and and they could finish seven eight and one, and and I mean obviously if if Washington falls and they go seven and nine or something. You know, so they still have motivation, Philly does, and Arizona does too, but really they just have to – they can win another game or two and they're going to be in the playoffs, right? So hmm. it's a really interesting game.
0: Ta- don't cut uh, out the
1: Cowboys, Wags. Oh, boy. I already <laughs> tore up that card a while ago, but, yeah, they got a chance. All right, so let's do this. The big game of the week is definitely Kansas City going to New Orleans. Uh, Kansas City open as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 50-point total. In the contests it's an even three. 51-and-a-half point total. It sounds like you're thinking Breeze is going to play. Maybe that's reflected in this number. Man, it's tough. I, I, You know I love the Chiefs, man. You know I love these Chiefs. They're going to play a tough defense, though. And, you know, New Orleans kind of got embarrassed last week. So I expect them to play much better, especially at home. And if Breeze comes in, I just don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to back – the Chiefs without the hook, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, the, the Saints without the hook, even though they're at home. They did a great job yeah. in this line.
0: Yeah, it is a great line. And I think that um, I would much rather have the Saints at three and a half with Drew Brees than the Saints at like four and a half or five with Taysom right. Hill at right. this point. Right. So um, the three makes it tough, but I really do think they're going to bounce back and it really comes down to what is breeze's health going to be like. Is he going to yeah. be 99% Drew Breeze or is he going to be like 80% Drew Breeze Because even 100% Drew Breeze couldn't yeah. throw the ball more than like 25 yards down the field. How far do yeah. you think he's going to throw it with battered ribs on one side? <laughs> I so. know,
1: I know. And if they try to, you know, K- Kansas City, that's one thing they do well is rush the passer. I mean, they, they don't have a great run defense. And I think that that's what New Orleans is going to try to do. And just with Taysom Hill, you know they're going to press that defense, or the defense got going to come right to the line, and you can't really throw the ball. At least Breeze, even though he doesn't have the arm like we talked about earlier in the season, he's definitely smart enough to get it to the right guys at the right time. So let's think about in terms of contrarian stuff, which we always talk about on Saturday, do you think the field would more back Kansas City or they're more back the Saints in this spot?
0: That's a really good question. I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. have a feeling with some of the question marks, you may see some low pick numbers in this game on either side.
1: Yeah. Um, right.
0: Let me ask you this question. How would you, if it was, if it was announced that Taysom Hills, the starter Drew Brees is inactive, mm-hmm. do you think that you would flip and have a lean to Kansas city minus the three?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know that seems weird b- given what our, we normally discuss about a player, but I don't think that, With Taysom Hill, they can keep up with the Chiefs if it gets out of hand. Like, if it it actually becomes an offensive game, it has to be a defensive game. So it only gives you one out. Whereas I think if you go the other way and you have – you go for the Saints, you know, with Breeze in there, Breeze can still keep that engine running. We haven't seen Hill run the offense to the point where they're scoring 35 points yet, right? The one game they scored around 30 was against Denver, but didn't they get, like, a punt return, or a defensive score or something? I mean, it wasn't
0: yeah. – it had
1: nothing to do with the offense, I guess, is what yeah, I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that offensive output counts for anything. Agreed. Right.
1: right. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess my lean would be New Orleans if Breeze plays and then flip to Kansas City. So, you know. Okay. We can see on Saturday what we're thinking. It sounds good. Um, okay, so we've got Cleveland and the Giants. Um, you've got no opener here, but in the contest, Cleveland is a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Giants. The Giants laid an egg against Arizona. And I didn't watch the game. Maybe you did. I know Daniel Jones did play, right? But he, did, mm-hmm. he didn't play well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Daniel so, Jones was—it's not terrible. like he's a
1: big part of the handicap here is what I'm trying to say. Cleveland is playing really well, even against better competition lately. Four and a half is a big number, but I might back him in this spot.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that Daniel—I think Daniel Jones was not 100% for one, and he picked up another injury. He's got an ankle now to go along with whatever the first injury was. So I believe it is going to be Colt McCoy under center for the Giants. Right. And uh, numbers across the board here, as we said on Thursday evening, are pushing six and a half. So on the surface there, it would appear that you have some value with the Browns. It's just a tough spot coming off of that game on Monday, the big loss Mm -hmm. to the Ravens. You could argue on one hand that they're going to be more motivated to come out and get a victory against Mm -hmm. the Giants but it's a cross-divisional I'm sorry cross-conference game and I'm not sure the Giants defense has been playing really well lately yeah and uh absent that performance against the Cardinals I know that the Cardinals lived in the red zone basically but I think that the Giants defense should be able to put up some resistance against the the Browns running game
1: okay so yeah you're i'm actually showing the the total at um 44 so you would concur it's going to be a little lower scoring game than it's going to be a little bit of a ground to pound i mean the weather could play a factor i don't know if that this i heard is there the snow already hit the the east coast is that right
0: yeah i think it's passing through right about now ish it's yeah. probably in new york as we speak
1: right. yeah i think i saw governor cuomo with with a shovel out there on his on his uh, tw- uh, Instagram feed <laughs> Well, so so you're thinking more of the Giants in this one then? I am.
0: I, I full disclosure, I bet the Giants on a look ahead last week at mm-hmm. plus three and a half. So, oh, wow, I'm I'm now sitting on a bad ticket. But I I think that the Giants uh, is a team that can run the ball effectively against Cleveland, and I'm warming on Colt McCoy as well.
1: Mm. Did you? You were dogging him a couple weeks ago.
0: I know. I know. But, I mean, to be honest with you, I would so much rather have Colt McCoy at this point than whatever yeah. the shell of Daniel Jones was last week.
1: Yeah, he was giving the ball up looking terrible. Uh, so, okay. Well, I I can't believe this is a Sunday night game, by the way. This is just – <laughs> why didn't they flex up the Kansas City game? I don't know. They wouldn't give it up, I guess. But
0: I, I mean, you see the schedule. There's three 4 o'clock games, and I think they want the whole world to watch that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, well – let's 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 leave this one aside. Maybe we can come back to it on Sunday. I know we don't, don't have a lot of selections here. The last one is uh, Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh is going on the road after getting you know a little bit demoralized, I would think, losing two straight, but especially this last one. The 13 point favorites on the opener and then forty one and a half point total at the Bengals who we know stink. Uh, it stayed there at 13 in the contest, forty and a half point total. Not a great smash spot, though. I mean, this division rivalry and, and all that, They, you know, Pittsburgh usually owns Cincinnati of late, uh, but they've had some, you know, big games when the Cincinnati was good. I don't see the Steelers covering 13-point number, though.
0: Mm. Uh, if Ryan Finley's the quarterback, I do. Uh,
1: okay, <laughs> point taken.
0: Yeah. Brandon Allen I would probably pass but if we can somehow get some intel before the Saturday pick time you could definitely talk me into the Steelers here I know that their offense was terrible uh last week but going up against the Bengals team is a little bit different story I think
1: right right no of course I mean they they just got crushed against the Cowboys last week that was uh mm-hmm. yeah that was eye-opening um yeah, I guess so. I mean, obviously, I know the Pittsburgh's going to win this game. That's that's not a question. It's just a matter of will they put their foot on the throttle and and take apart a division foe after getting embarrassed on Sunday night football and now go Monday night football? Who knows, you know? Yeah,
0: they won the first game 36 to 10 in Pittsburgh <laughs> on, on November 15
1: for what's that, whatever that, that is worth. That was, was Joe Burrow, too, right?
0: Right, it was okay. indeed.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, duly noted. That can be one of the games we. We discussed. I don't think we really marked too many games this week action.
0: Let's take uh, a step back real quick. Uh Burrow I'm sorry, not Burrow, Allen or Finley, what do you think that the Cincinnati expected point total is gonna be?
1: God. Uh, Can they um, even score? I don't know. I mean probably six points. <laughs> yeah. So what you're thinking is then that's a thirty four to six win mm-hmm. <laughs> by yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, it's defensive scores. I think that's, I, I kind of wrote that in my article. Pittsburgh's defense is so good. They also give tons of opportunities to the offense. They're, you know, right at the top of, of um, turnover differential. And that's what gives them short fields and gets the easy scores and even defensive scores. And that's what was so weird about the Bills game. They they actually turned the ball over. You know, Ben looked terrible. Cincinnati's defense isn't going to pressure Ben. and And if, Maybe this is a get-right game for the Steelers. Like you said, maybe they mm-hmm. actually don't drop six passes in a game again. I mean, Deontay Johnson, dude, hit the jugs machine, bro. I mean, stop, <laughs> look the ball into your chest. I mean, my coach in high school, Gary Rowland, go, I catch the football. I mean, that's what he – I mean, he's dropped so many passes the last three weeks. It's infuriating. And, that, and those yeah. are – it's first-down passes. Boom, drops the ball, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being – you know, whatever, second and five, it's it's second and ten and they just they're just not doing functioning at the same level. So maybe you're right maybe it's a get right game.
0: I think Deontay Johnson is gonna have a monster week just because you said that. Right.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Come on. Call me Deontay. <laughs> well okay, so you're talking me into the Steelers. Let's put a yellow there. Let's put a all yellow. Right. I can't go all, all right. yet. All right. <laughs> So, all right, let's look, let's review our, our our picks here and where we're at in circa. We did not have a good week, as everybody knows if you follow us. We were two and three last week after our rock and roll three weeks. We had a step back, uh, but after 14 weeks, we're 39 and 31, 55.71%, which is still really good. We only dropped about 100, place, 100 places action. We're at 320th overall in the quarter, down to 651st, which sucks because we really want to get the money. But um, we're only three games back in the in the out of the top fifty, which is the important thing with three weeks to play. So if we review some of our games, we're talking about Indy uh, at seven and a half at home against Houston. Uh, looks like we're kind of on opposite sides there for Arizona. Looks like we're not on Green Bay, right? <laughs> That's me too. <laughs> I put Green Bay originally. Um, you you do like Atlanta though with at the five and a half? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we've highlighted Atlanta. I also highlighted Arizona. I think. Okay. I, I intended to, at least. Or, or maybe we talked ourselves out of it, actually.
1: Right, right. We thought maybe it was too big of a line, because I think originally it was a lower line. Mm-hmm. And then these other ones were kind of split right. on. We've got Miami and New England were split on, and then obviously I was on Washington originally, but that's meaning if Alex Smith plays when they're hosting Seattle. So the other ones on our card here, we have uh baltimore as a possibility smashing jacksonville 12 and a half uh we're on new orleans at breeze plays and we think he's going to be really healthy at plus three and then obviously another pittsburgh get right game minus 13 on the road at cincinnati so any of those stand out like oh why did we say that
0: uh denver i i think i was a proponent of denver we had them sure highlighted as well and given the early oh, right. spot it could be a tough one so
1: Right, right. At the 430, right. So we'll figure it out. We'll talk it through on Saturday, but I think if we can get back on track action, we still got a good shot. Luckily, the, if you look at the standings, and I know you probably don't do this like I do, I get all worked up about how we're going to, how we're going to win. Um, but even the top guys only went three and two last week, like the top of the heat, they only advanced three, three games. So we didn't lose a lot of ground. The consensus went, four and one right or maybe they were three and two or something no they were four and one i think so mm-hmm. in in theory we always thought that at least i always thought the consensus was the group so we were losing more than, like two full games but we really didn't you know we only, only lost a half a game so half a game to a game so we still are right in it in the mix we can do it we can be at circus swim before you know it i know that's what you want action
0: oh, i'm gonna be at circus swim regardless <laughs> but hopefully we'll be there collecting some cash
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I don't know. Let's, let's bounce back coming up on the holidays here. I don't know if you have any big plans this weekend. I'm going to get a tree finally, you know, we'll, we'll put that in the background next week. Whenever we tape, I guess we'll tape, it. are we going to, we're not going to tape on Christmas Eve, are we?
0: Oh, I don't know. We got to talk about that. Good question.
1: <laughs> we'll figure that out for little listeners. We'll put that out on, on Twitter or something. But uh, but anyway, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and on YouTube. Follow me at WegSpool on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And follow me on Twitter at 31S
1: Roberts. Alright, everybody. Good luck and uh, root us on to another another positive move on the way up. That's right. <laughs> Later.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.